This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Kids Bible Minute with our daddy, Landon Rao. Hello and welcome to another episode, our 209th episode of Kids Bible Minute. I'm your host, Landon Rowell, and the preacher for the Church of Christ here in Ramona, Oklahoma. Thank you for deciding to study God's Word with me this blessed day. And I want to encourage you to have your Bible with you so that when I mention a Bible verse, you can pause this podcast and read that passage for yourself. I want you to see God's Word and not just take my word for it. Now, after you have read that passage, unpause the podcast, and then if I read the verse out loud, read along with me. If you are new to our study, first, I want to say thank you for studying with us. And secondly, I want to let you know that each and every archived or past episode is easily found now at RamonaCofc.com. That's RamonaCofc.com in the podcast section where there is a direct link to past episodes of Kids Bible Minute. So, as you all know, we have been going through the book of Revelation and find ourselves this week looking at Revelation chapter 20. This particular chapter is one that has been highly abused doctrinally for a very long time. G.B. Card wrote, We come now to a passage which has been a paradise of cranks and fanatics. John Reese called this chapter a playground for kooks. I only quote these two as a way of pointing out this chapter has been turned inside out for no apparent reason other than to fit their desired doctrine of premillennialism or any of the millennialisms in particular. Concerning this doctrine and these false doctrines, keep these things in mind about this chapter. Never in this chapter is the second coming of Christ actually mentioned, or the bodily resurrection. Never in this chapter is an earthly reign actually mentioned, nor a literal throne of David mentioned. Also, there is no mention of Jerusalem, Palestine, or Jews going back there, and there is no mention of Christ actually reigning on earth. Another important fact to remember is that this is still apocalyptic language or figurative language. And for something in this section to be taken literally, there must be a shift in the language as we discussed in the introductory remarks. There is no such shift, no grammatical breakup or the like. It simply starts off like the rest of Revelation from chapter 4 on, dealing with the figurative, not the literal. Therefore, the bottomless pit is figurative. The resurrections are figurative. The thousand-year reign is figurative, and so on and so forth. So what do we actually have being shown here? Starting in chapter 12 and going through chapter 17, we had the building of the Roman Empire. It starts by looking at Satan, remember the great red dragon, then the two beasts, the land beasts and sea beasts, and lastly, Babylon the Great herself. 
The judgment or destruction of the empire begins in chapter 18 and goes through chapter 20. However, we see their destruction in the opposite order. Babylon the Great falls, then the two beasts, and lastly in chapter 20, Satan is destroyed. So chapter 20 is no different than 18 or 19 as it simply describes the punishment of Satan for his role with the Roman Empire. So what is Satan's punishment? He would be chained up in a bottomless pit for a thousand years. In other words, God would stop Satan from using the Roman Empire to persecute the church for a time. In verse 3, we see Satan must be released after a set amount of human time, that thousand years, which is just simply 10 times 10 times 10. In other words, God had a plan and a purpose for not only stopping the persecution for a time, human time, but then allowing it for a little while more. We then find in verse 4 that all those had been, who had been martyred would be Satan's judge. This shouldn't surprise us because the faithful dead were already promised power over the nations in Revelation 2, 26 and 28 and were promised to sit on the throne with Christ in Revelation 3, 21. By the way, this isn't a new doctrine at all in any form. Jesus told the apostles they would sit on the thrones and judge the twelve tribes, Luke 22 and verse 30. And Paul wrote that all the saints will judge the world and even angels, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 through 3. What about this first resurrection, though? This is symbolically, not literally, pointing to the judgment of all the righteous dead, who had not succumbed to the persecution of Rome and stayed faithful, while in verses 11 through 15, you have the quote-unquote second resurrection, if you will, dealing with all the unrighteous dead that had persecuted the church. The word resurrection here simply is pointing to their judgment and not to the one and only literal resurrection when Christ returns where all the dead and alive, whether righteous or unrighteous, will be uh, raised up, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18. Lastly, let's discuss this Gog and Magog, who gather the nations to battle God. Notice Satan used his last little bit of time with the Roman Empire. Here, seen as Gog and Magog, who literally rose up against God's people in Ezekiel 38 and 39, to push against the church one last time. But this too failed, and Satan lost. Satan, therefore, loses his ability to use the Roman Empire anymore to persecute the church and is figuratively thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. Now, how do we know this isn't hell? First, Satan is still roaming the earth today because there is no coming out of hell, Jude verse 6. Secondly, this is the same place the Roman Empire and the empire worship, the land beasts and sea beasts, were thrown. There is no way to throw an actual false doctrine or an actual empire into hell. You can throw those that profess the false doctrine 
or those that are part of the empire into hell, but not the empire itself or the doctrine itself. Thirdly, no one human is in hell at the moment. Some angels are there, Second Peter 2 and verse 4, but unrighteous humans that die don't go to hell, they go to torment in the Hadean realm. Luke chapter 16, 19 through 31. Thus, this is just symbolically discussing once again the judgment in context of the Roman Empire. I know this is a brief and very uh, succinct way of looking at this chapter, but I hope it encourages you, encourages you to study it through a biblical lens instead of the many man-made and unbiblical doctrines such as the millennialisms. Well, that concludes this Bible study for today. As always, I want to thank you for studying God's precious Word with me, and I want to encourage you to continue to study God's Word every day. Be sure to use the wonderful material and other podcasts made available through BibleWay Media app or the website at BibleWayMedia.org. I also personally have a website at gospel-preacher.com. Of course, make sure you ask your parents if it's okay by them before you download the app or go to those websites. I also encourage you to contact me personally with any question about the Bible at the Ramona Church of Christ email address, RamonaCofC at gmail.com. That's RamonaCofC at gmail.com or through our Facebook page. Make sure you message the Ramona Church of Christ in Oklahoma, not California. Until we have an opportunity to meet again, peace be with you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.